This is episode 87 of the Gamer Sushi Show. In this week's episode, we talk about Titanfall, Infamous Second Son, Assassin's Creed Unity, and Facebook buying Oculus Rift. Hi, welcome to the Gamer Sushi Show. I'm Eddie. I'm Jeff. I'm Anthony and also Nick. <laughs> okay, we're just going to roll on it. This is episode 85. No, um, 87. 87, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> I'm always wrong. I was like, that time I was like so damn sure it was 85 in my head when we started going. But I, I, I guess like, it's 87. No, that, that was a slow creeping laugh. Like the, fir- the first time you said your name, I, I, and it was horribly wrong. I didn't laugh until like 15 seconds later. So that's that's yeah. that was me. Sorry for fucking up the the intro, guys. What okay, was it? that's fine. What, what did you say? Dongly Revis. Dongly Revis. I'm just trolling. I'm in a troll mood tonight. Mm. Mitch has put the troll in me. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. They have these they, they have these discussions over oh, chat that get oh, very oh. sensual, as you it were. Put the troll in me. Don't let go. Okay. So this is episode eighty-seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last time we talked was a few weeks ago. It was before what did we the talk release. About? But before it was before the release of Titanfall. So we were like anticipating that our, our oh, next God. week was going to be yeah. That long ago? Yep. 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 I think we wow. talked about the Batman Arkham Knight reveal. Yeah, we did. We talked about the Amy Henning leaving uh, Naughty Dog. Yep. Uh, Titanfall Info League. Wow. Okay, so before the podcast, when you were talking about, we can talk a lot about Titanfall. I'm like, what is there to say? We talked about it already, we, but we, we literally have not. Have not. <laughs> no, we haven't. We have. Okay. Well, we have talked about it, just not our experience with it. Right. Right. Well, we talked about our experience with the beta. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Titanfall is a very interesting game because I cannot play it. So there's that. Um, we, I've been having connection issues and literally cannot connect to the game. Yeah, so what would happen is we would we would invite Eddie to our party and we'd start the game and we would look and Eddie would literally have dropped like in the mid like we'd all be like running and shooting things and he would have dropped lost connection before and, I even got into the game. And so I would have to like like the way I've been playing I, I play with a controller and I'm sitting on my couch so I'd have to stand over my keyboard and mouse to like find out whether or not. I needed to re-invite him while also trying to keep myself from getting murdered in the game, um, which was fun for the both of us, I'm sure. Like, I remember that, that one night that we, we played a, tried to play a couple matches together. You said you just sat and read a book while you're waiting. Yeah, I just had a book, and I just read and hoped I got into matches. Yeah. That, I mean, I have had a few connection problems here and there, but it haven't, hasn't been as consistent as the problem you've been experiencing. But you said your theory is that it's your, uh, your AT&T router. Yeah, supposedly old routers uh, don't play very nice with Titanfall. Um, something about like the way old routers like send and like request packets of information and the way like Titanfall's network code handles it. Um, supposedly there was a patch in the works, um, or that they were testing last week was the last word on it. Mm. And on Sunday night, I think, or Monday, I got into two matches in a row, which was like, whoa, <laughs> big leagues, big time. Yeah, but yeah. the game is fun when I can play it. But what, I really don't have that much to say what about level it. Are you like now? Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. Scrub. So. Come on, Jeff and I are both Generation Ten. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the deal: I cannot deal with the people that were Generation Twos and Threes, like the very first night we were playing. There, there were people who had, yeah, exactly. Within like 24 hours of the game being released, had already 
gone through a generation, which is absurd. To be fair, you do level up very quickly in that game. I've played you, like 11 matches do, yeah. and I'm level 13. Although it starts, it slows down a lot once you're in the 40s. I'm level 43 now, and and the only way to actually like make it a level most of the time is for you to to um, meet a challenge. Um, the just getting kills and, and the other stuff, like the the stuff that really puts you over the edge, is is getting like two or three challenges in one match because that's when you'll get like 10,000 experience points. I mean, I, I, I guess I've actually played it the most out of the three of us because Eddie, you can't connect. And Mitch, did you only just play like one or two days? Mitch yeah, has been pretty, playing pretty a much. lot of Battlefield 4. Like... No, no, don't let them know my secret. <laughs> that is, I don't know why, Mitch. We knew This is an intervention cast. That's what this oh, is now. We need I'll to talk about your Battlefield 4 problem. All right, lay it on me, Eddie. The game sucks. You gave it an F. <laughs> Why are you still playing it, Mitch? Both of these, both of these things are true. <laughs> well, basically, there's there's three guys from work who also play it. So is I play it with less? Them. Is it less buggy now? Is it like it, it, it's slightly less buggy now? Yes, slightly less buggy. Mitch, Battlefield has treated you wrong, and just because he promises he'll change, doesn't mean that he will. No, he said he would be better this time. He delayed his most recent DLC. I think he's really turning it around, you know? No, I think he's still the same old hurtful bastard. Look, Eddie, you, you, you don't understand. All my CDs are in his truck. I just can't leave. <laughs> Mitch, there's there's reasons for me to stay. <laughs> so so <laughs> how much did you cheat on him with, with Titanfall? Just a few hours? It it was just a dalliance, nothing more. Yeah, just one night. Just the yeah, cu- cu- couple nights. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I played enough to beat both sides of the campaign, and then like about like a baker's dozen of multiplayer rounds. I think right. is about what I got There's in. There's two sides to the campaign. So yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I've played okay. two missions. So, so I think we can say here that the campaign is by far the biggest disappointment in the. Game. Oh, for sure. It's, well, I mean, like in as far as it is like just more multiplayer matches, that part is right. fine. But the whole concept of like. Uh, a live single player game where you you are thrown into multiplayer matches and there's story parts in between like they really did not pull it off no. yeah I, f- I think it can work I just my impression is that they've done a very terrible job of it they, they um, push the slider I think, I think way too far can. towards multiplayer I think they need it yeah, like, my, yeah so, considering like half more than half the story is told over voiceovers that happen while you're trying to like take objectives and not die mm-hmm. yeah it just means that, that at any given time you have no idea like i played through both sides of the campaign so you basically see the same story twice from two different perspectives and, and i still it doesn't have no seem idea to matter whether you win or lose matches either. it doesn't it doesn't no. matter whether you win or lose what you do on the map doesn't actually have anything to do with the story yeah like uh basically so what the campaign is i think it's like nine matches most of them are attrition and then there's like two or three hard point um, which I also thought was strange that it didn't didn't go through all five of the the play modes. Yeah, like a last Titan standing campaign mission would have been pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it and seems then, like you could have led players through like all of those game types and like really threaded together right. or like made certain things as they happened on the battlefield. In addition to like leading them through maps, that yeah, you could lead them through the game types and then maybe branch the story off in different directions depending right. on what happens on the battlefield a little bit. Um, but they didn't even, it's like they didn't even care. They just kind right. of read a script. You know? Well, and, and that's the thing. Like there, there are very few moments where there's almost like a scripted event on the map. I, I feel like there's like one, there's one match where you're in a group around a Titan where you're getting some pilot that they need. 
And then there's one of the matches where you're riding in the, the drop ships or the, the drop pods. And those two moments were, I feel like, the only more like scripted moments that, that weren't just little you know, talking heads in the upper right-hand corner. It was really, it was really badly done that way. Like, they they pushed the slider way over towards multiplayer and didn't really try and make it. Like, I feel like they they could have they they could have done it, but they probably would have had to almost come up with a campaign play mode. You know, like where you're playing co-op and you have to play co-op, or um, you know, you're you're playing something. And there are scripted moments that you're going to reach at, at certain points. I, I don't know. But I don't know how you would do it, but they did not get it right. Yeah, it seems to me like they're, like Titanfall's world actually has some thought it put behind it. And mm-hmm. it would have been pretty cool to like have like a co-op thing where like you and three friends are like running along walls yes, to like yes. infiltrate a base or something. God, you know I what mean, I mean? I like, would that love been to cool. have, yeah, I would love to have a traditional like campaign that could be played co-op with yeah. your friends like that's the thing and 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 i don't know i wish they they had maybe thought about multiplayer a little bit differently maybe you have like a co-op campaign and then the other team can play as enemies that you yeah. run into in the map or something like that you know like you reach a point and and that's where the enemies pop up um rather than it being like the same team team on team uh matches that you have in the, the main game but I, yeah. I don't know maybe part of it was that they just didn't have the time or the money you know they I, obviously they chose to focus on making really really good multiplayer at the expense of their single player okay so here's my question because i've seen mitch talking a little bit about this um here's my question to you guys so a lot was made before the game came out about like this is going to change first person shooters it's going to do this it's going to be like the game do you think, I mean, obviously there's like, you got to take some of that with a grain of salt just because video game journalism, but right. um, do you think we've already had enough time with Titanfall to tell, like if it was just kind of one of those like little flash in the pit, like is it going to have kind of the longevity of like some of its contemporaries or... Like Battlefield 4? <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, I... what, you've been talking about it some, Mitch, so I wanted to get your thought on it real quick. Yeah, the funny thing is you use the expression like sort of flash in the pan and that's kind of exactly how I feel about it. I feel like looked like it was poised to sort of like not ref- like reinvent the first person shooter shooter genre but definitely like refresh it. And I feel like it's overall more gimmicky than I think mm. it was presented at first. I mean like it all seems cool. It like, is very it is Titans, very but, fun and mm. like I I love oh, yeah. the matches, but I'm wondering I'm I feel like it it's already, and I haven't even played that much of it, but it's already feeling a little forgettable to me. Mm. You know, after like it doesn't take you very long. Yeah, there doesn't take you very long to kind of plumb its depths, kind of thing. Right. No, that's yeah. the thing. That's the thing. It's a lot of fun, and it it is obviously by far the multiplayer game that I've played the most, other than Mass Effect 3's uh, co-op multiplayer. But that's not even the same kind of thing. Like. I feel like Mass Effect 3, when we were playing that, it was so easy to play together and collaborate. That didn't feel to me like multiplayer. This, I've put in, you know, I think I put in four hours of the beta and maybe like 16 or 17 hours of, of yeah. the actual full game. That's a lot for me. But I, even even saying that, even saying how much fun I've been having, it's a very shallow game. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of fun stuff to do, but it feels it starts feeling very repetitive I, I'm amazed that people have been able to to go through so many generations. Like that, that speaks to me of like 
I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess after a certain point, I know, or I might be wrong about this, but I think there are challenges required to actually go yeah. to the next generation. Right. So that might help add some of the longevity for people who get that far. But for like the casual people like mm. us, like as soon as we reach like level 50 or something, you've pretty much unlocked everything you're going to unlock and you've seen right. what the game has to offer for unless you want to go the distance. So yeah. you kind of get a sense of whether or not you want to go further than that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that once I, I reach level 50, that I, I might, you know, that might be it for me for now until they start releasing. Because they've actually said that uh, there will be new game modes released eventually. And those um, are going to be free to play, right? Exactly. All of the game modes will be released to everybody. They won't be part of DLC. It'll just be maps that are part of the, the DLC, which I think is really cool. So, like, you know, if a couple months down the line there's some cool new game modes very un-EA, actually. Yeah. I mean, that's that could totally... I could totally see jumping back into it with, like, new game modes, or maybe if it turns out there's some interesting DLC that plays around with it. But, um, I, yeah, I mean, I don't see myself, like, continuing to play Attrition, uh, you know, endlessly. Like, that's the one I play the most. For whatever reason, it's it's... I feel like part of it is that with attrition, the matches are, are short. They're usually done in like 10 minutes at most, um, unless you're getting like routed <laughs> and they're, yep. they're done even faster. Uh, and it's it's like the, the least complicated match. Um, Hardpoint is a little bit more challenging because you have to, um, you know, you have a, an actual goal and, and you have to fight over specific parts of the map. Um, Last Titan Standing actually sounds cooler than it is. Like... I was thinking about it. I played a couple more matches of it. It's not as exciting because there's not as much stuff going on. Yeah. Like, like compared to attrition and hard point in last Titan that standing. just feel like big battles. Yeah. 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 It, it, it literally like what can happen in last Titan standing is if you're not quick enough to get across the map, all the other people on your side will have destroyed like three or four of the other Titans before you even get there. Like, that's what happened last time I played the last Titan stand, and I was like, all right, I'll run, I'll try and find somebody, and then I get over there, and they've already, like, ruined half the other team. And I'm like, uh, okay, uh, I'll try and help. Um, and it ends up feeling, like, less exciting because of that. Now, I, I haven't played any of Pilot Hunter, and I only played, like, half a match of Capture the Flag and then lost my connection. So, I mean, it's possible that those game modes could be more interesting in some ways, but... I don't know. I, I doubt it's that much different, you know? Like, I, I, I still feel like... I, I go back to... Part of what diminishes this game in my mind is the fact that the campaign does not hold water at all. Like... Like, none. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And, and that's what's funny. Like, you know, say what you will about Call of Duty, but they have always made an effort to make their campaigns interesting, occasionally ambitious, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know... Like, I would argue that, that uh, Modern Warfare, you know, is one of the most influential games. Like, that's... The, Jilly's in the Mist is an incredible game level. That's one of the best game levels of all time. Easily. And it's in the yeah. campaign for a, for a multiplayer shooter. Like, I feel like that did more in its time than Titanfall does with its campaign. Like that, And so that's what's a shame about it, is that for all this this hype about how much they were going to... Like, I feel like that's what would have given them the lasting impact, really, is if the campaign was actually revolutionary, you know? Yeah. Like, ironically, despite the fact that it's, it's you know, it's a fun multiplayer game, but that's the kind of thing where once you've played, you know, 50 matches of attrition, 
you've <laughs> you know you've got the idea it's it's you know it's just going over the same uh same stuff over and over again and it's yeah that's exciting. true it, like even though call of duty 4 was like really known for like its multiplayer like it was that campaign that had mm. those moments that like really made it yeah have that staying power and I mean, uh, Black Ops has a fantastic campaign too. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked the Black Ops campaign. I never played Black Ops Two, um, so I can't compare it to that. But yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't as good, but it was still okay. They tried to do some neat stuff with the campaign of Black Ops Two, with the multiple endings and diverging paths and things like that. But I would have rather see seen. Them was it a, was it a Tyler Durden <laughs> again? No, it wasn't. It's always Tyler Durden. It is always Tyler Durden. That's like video game's favorite thing. I, 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 I'm Durden. hoping, so if Destiny does the same kind of thing where it's like a multiplayer campaign. I thought you were going to say if Destiny does the same thing where you're Tyler Durden. Well, I don't, no, I don't no, think no, they're Destiny, setting up for that. Destiny, it, I think they, it's, I'm, it's interesting because it doesn't sound like they have like a proper campaign that it is, but it is like a more of a co-op. Mm. experience like it's like a it's meant i think to be it's gonna be more analogous to to world of warcraft than it is to like a traditional shooter campaign yeah where there'll be like quest hubs right. so, kind of like borderlands really if mm. you think about yeah it. yeah it'll be more like borderlands you know what and yeah borderlands actually has like actually manages to tell a pretty cool story borderlands 2 does a better job with like giving you more characters to actually interact with that have personalities and their own little lives going on I would love to see Destiny do something like that, where it's like, because I like the campaign in Borderlands. Um, I played the shit out of that. <laughs> it does. It, it definitely seems like they're, the campaign or whatever it is of Destiny will a bit, be a bit more freeform because they're talking yeah. about you that's can undertake the, challenges like. and mm-hmm. challenges and upgrade your character and do things over again or to hop get into multi- loot or, or hop into multiplayer yeah. in the middle of your co-op game. Like the whole world is kind of your lobby. Essentially, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I guess it's interesting that like the push has has been for so many years to to make multiplayer experiences because they think that's what makes people hang on to games and not trade them in. But I kind of feel like multiplayer is a young man's game, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like multiplayer is definitely selling to teenagers, kids that are in in high school or college who can devote hours and hours and hours of their life to it. I really and I really feel like the people with the buying power that buy lots of games are people our age, um, yeah. that are you know are more interested in in you know playing a lot of short games. I feel like. Well, you know what's funny about that? The reason the smart pistol isn't Titanfall at all is that um, Vince Sampella, one of the co-founders of Respawn, complained that there were no shooter, no multiplayer shooters for old men. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, the smart pistol is interesting. I feel like the smart pistol is absolutely the 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 one of the best ways to get started in the game to get like a feel for everything going on. And when you're playing with a smart pistol, you can kill a lot of the AI, like the minions and the specters and everything. You'll you'll get great numbers on that, but whenever you try and go up against other uh, pilots, the the actual player characters, um, the smart pistol is awful. <laughs> like, yeah, once you once you adjust to someone using the smart pistol, you can beat them nine right. times out of ten. Yeah, yeah, and so that's the thing. It's funny that people like call that the you know the win button or scoff at it as being like the a handicap one. Really, it's it's only to help you feel more confident about playing until you start unlocking better guns because the stuff that's actually going to be better against pilots is stuff like the shotgun or the SMGs. My, my favorite weapon 
is is the SMG that unlocks after like level twenty or thirty or something like that. There's a single shot rifle you get at level eighteen, the G2A4 or something. That's my favorite gun in nice. Titanfall. Nice. I really nice. like that one. But yeah, I mean that's the thing. So so the the smart pistol is is cool to play with, and and I I, I totally played with it for the first like 10, 15 levels. But then I started realizing that there were other more interesting and and safer, actually safer weapons to play with. Um, I've also played the entire time with a controller, and I've never felt like I was getting, you know, unfairly attacked for it. So, I mean, I I wouldn't be able to tell you who has a a mouse and keyboard when they're playing. Um, Me, because I'm at the the top of the leaderboard, son. son. (laughs) Well, I mean, I could definitely tell one time when there was a guy playing with an aimbot, it was like hilarious how obvious it was that he was playing with an aimbot oh yeah it usually is so it's interesting that that was kind of like the big three or the big xbox one kind of release you know like that was the one um that everyone was waiting for um on the flip side of that i've been playing some infamous which is kind of sony's big release that came out this week yeah let me know about that infamous eddie i wish nick was here um because nick's been playing it too right yeah, and Nick's played a little bit more of it than me, but I, I think Nick and I are sort of on the same page with it, because um, uh, Nick got a PS4 last week, and so did our friend Daniel and Jace. Oh, they uh, all did? Yeah, they all got PS4s last weekend. Shit. <laughs> uh, and my brother got one today, so we're joking about like when Destiny comes out, it's going to be our Halo 3 like all over again. Or like um, Halo Reach. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like the, the crew's getting back together again kind of thing. Um I know Jace isn't liking Infamous, um, and like I'm somewhere between Jace and Nick, and then Nick likes it the most, but like Nick's got some problems with it too, but uh, if he gets on, I'll let him speak to his issues with it. I don't like the way it controls, like, at all, Have you really. played any of the previous? No. I played, I played the first one. Something about, like, the old ones just never really, like, appealed to me that much. Like, it, they just looked kind of slow-paced to me, yeah. not very... Like like when I play like uh, Saints Row Four, I was like, that's the way superpowers should right. feel, you know. Yes. Um, and like you feel badass from the beginning of the game, but not overpowered. You know, what I mean, like even from the beginning of Saints Row Four, you feel like like a badass. You know, like you feel like you're the things you do have weight, and like you're really like causing some damage, and you can like hold your own against enemies. And In Infamous, I'm like hiding all the time. Like when you're on the ground, the game's not fun at all. Like you're not very mobile. And I get that they want to hamper you some at the beginning, but I just don't. I don't feel powerful like in the slightest. Um, when I when I fight enemies, it it'll be really fun for a second, and then it'll get really frustrating, and then I'll die, and I have to like hide. Um, and like everything controls like you're on oil slicks all the time like the controls just aren't very precise um and the tutorial is about like an hour long and very underwhelming like you know i'm not saying that like every tutorial is going to come out of the gate and like really like be wham bam explosions or something but it's like it's i don't know it's just a very like timid tame quiet tutorial which maybe that's the point but like a lot of the cutscenes feel like quiet and timid and not all there like Mm. they're trying to get there but they're just not um from a storytelling standpoint and i don't know like i'm just i'm not super impressed with like the game and the city feels empty like that's always doesn't, my problem the city, with those the yeah, city I, I doesn't hate, feel alive at I all i hate when like giant sandbox games like that give you this ghost town of a city to run it, it, it's just like what's the point of your big fucking city if there's nobody in it 
Yeah, there's like there's like especially like on a next gen system where you expect it to be like packed with people or you hope it would be. Um, there's like five to ten people milling about on your screen at any given point, and they all just they they're either walking or they're just running away from you. You mm. know what I mean? Like they're like the city doesn't feel alive at all, especially after playing Assassin's Creed Four. You know, um, as the first game on my PS4, like ev- like the cities were like gorgeous and like really lived in, and everything felt alive. Um, so I don't know. I'm not like I said, I'm only like two hours into it. I'm not super far into it, um, but I I don't know. I'm I'm like maybe Infamous isn't for me, or maybe it gets better. I don't know. Maybe as you get more powers and stuff and can traverse the city better. But right now, you start the game and you're just on the ground all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're on the ga- ground, the game is just straight up like not fun. Do you have the neon power yet? No, I've heard that's cool. Okay, yeah, the traversal for neon power is you just turn into light and you just run straight up the side of buildings. Okay. Sort of like uh, Saints Row 4. That sounds better. So the things you were bringing up, Eddie, with like the controls and the story and the emptiness of the city are pretty much the negative points of the game I've been hearing from everywhere. Really? <laughs> that seems to be the general consensus that those things really stand really out to people. Weird. Like, they're they just were, weird. So the way Infamous used to work, it used to always be floaty and stuff like that, but you uh-huh. would sort of like magnetize onto sides of buildings and jump points and stuff so the platforming was manageable. It looked really weird because you'd jump and you'd be like three feet away from like a post or something and Cole would just sort of suck to it. But yeah. it made it it made it work. So I hear they took that out for Second Sun. Yeah, the platforming just feels strange when I'm trying to like climb up things and leap to things. Like it just I'm just like all this just feels like like really imprecise and you know like trying to grab smoke <laughs> which is funny cuz i mean smoke is the first power and you need and you need to grab it smoke mm-hmm. smoke grabbing honestly like the, none of this really surprises me like i i've only played the the first one but i actually have both one and two because uh i think one of them was a psn plus free game and the other mm-hmm. one i got because after the whole uh psn got hacked debacle i got infamous for free um so I played like a few hours of Infamous and it was just repetitive and, and the missions were uninteresting. It was kind of like fetch missions. It's like, go here, zap two things, come back. Uh, oh, that's the other thing about Second Son is that the side missions are all exactly the same. There's, you, had, you have to find a camera, mm-hmm. take out a hidden agent, or find some shards. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the impression I'm getting already that I'm like, yeah. I think this is going to get super repetitive. Or, or take out DUP trucks or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So I, yeah, that's, that's why I've been skeptical of Second Son. I was like, unless they completely changed all the mechanics of the game. Like it's not something that I'm that interested in. Yeah, I hear it's I hear it's pretty short. I hear it's like eight to ten hours, so I might just try to like blaze through it and sell it back and not mine all the content out of it. Um, yeah. I hear you can finish it like eight to ten hours, like sixty five percent, sixty percent. So I'm like sixteen percent into it, and I've done like an hour and a half, two hours. So oh shit, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know Anthony's having a lot of fun with it from mm-hmm. the sounds of it. Um, well, so. Anthony, and I really liked one and two. Yeah, we were always talking about how much we enjoyed it and how you yeah, guys were stupid just, for not playing it. Maybe it just clicks for some people and doesn't for other. But like every time I like see it and like play it a little bit before, it never really appealed to me. Um, but especially after playing Saints Row Four, because I feel like that game is like how you do superpowers. Um, oh yeah, definitely. So you know, we'll see. Maybe I'll start enjoying it more. But right now, I'm not. So it's just weird that it's like wow, the two March releases for each system. I feel like you know, um, we're a little bit underwhelming. Oh yeah. On both sides. Uh, yeah. On both sides. So, well, there's still that Diablo three expansion that came out this week, Eddie, that you can try. 
That's maybe true. You can, my brother, you can be underwhelmed on all three platforms. My brother's like begging me to play it because he like got back into Diablo now, oh, and he's yeah. like, "Just get on." He's like, "I'll power level you to sixty, and then we'll play." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> but yeah, so, one thing talking about like Sony stuff. Sony did come out with a big calendar of all their games for the rest of the year, oh, really? uh, which is pretty cool for PS4. Um, and so it's cool, kind of looking at this and seeing kind of what all's what all's going to be showing up, like stuff. I mean, uh, the only things that I, I that are sort of on my radar are Watch Dogs and what is it, the the Order eighteen eighty six, and the Shadows of Mordor game looks pretty cool. Oh yeah, um, yeah that, one, that one. That one. Hyper cool. Hyper Light Drifter looks pretty interesting, although I know next to nothing about it. Yeah, same um, thing. Assassin's Creed Unity. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm kind of back on board with Assassin's Creed. We after should talk Black about Flag. Assassin's Creed Unity in just a second. Um, sure. I'm going through this list about. I'll other pretend things. I didn't say anything then. <laughs> yeah. Watch Dogs. So it won't be Destiny. any different from a normal cast. <laughs> Destiny, The Elder Scrolls Online. See, I'm I'm not interested. Oh, in I'm Elder not interested Scroll- in that too. I'm just. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's a big release. I'm not interested in Elder Scrolls Online until it's not a. a, a monthly fee game so dragon age inquisition is the yeah game that's forgetting the about that's yes. going to be coming uh and hotline miami 2 mm. and let's see evolve yes, all those evolve. are coming out in the same time frame um and evolve is another one where it's kind of do we know if that's all multiplayer or, or is it I'm pretty sure yeah, it's all that's multiplayer, all multiplayer. Yeah. that's yeah. and that's then it's, it's from the left for dead guys so unless you yeah. want to play with really shitty ai right yeah yeah. Uh, oh, and Samurai Gun. That's cool. That Samurai Gun is coming to uh, PS4, and so is one of the Sherlock Holmes games. Nice. Also coming to PS4. So that's pretty cool. Oh, and The Division, which looks legit. Oh, Alien Isolation. Oh, oh God, man. There's so the, many like, the better Division games. Got, the Division got delayed, delayed till next year, they've said. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Oh. But, well, yeah. So it's pretty pretty wild. Like there's actually a pretty good list of games coming out this year mm-hmm. um, to be looking forward to. Um, but we were talking about Assassin's Creed Unity because they just announced that this week. My it takes place during the French Revolution, which is a pretty decent setting for um, Assassin's Creed. Um, what's how funny much to gil- me? Guillotining there will be. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's funny to me is like how like they came out with all their press releases or whatever, and they said. They say this every game, and I don't know how. Mathematically, it doesn't seem possible. They say they've been working on it for over three years, and I'm like, you say that for every game, and it's an annual release. Is that even possible? <laughs> how many well, teams I do mean, they have working on games right now? <laughs> I mean, like every Assassin's Creed game has at least 600 people working on it, so if you get one person writing the design document as soon as three comes out, then I guess you could say that they've been working on this for... Three years. Yeah. It's like it doesn't have to mean like coding everything. Like concept execution, I think, is what they're talking about. They've been yeah. bullshitting about this for at least three years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They've yeah. been denying Feudal Japan as an Assassin's Creed game for at least three years. <laughs> yeah. So um I don't know. It looks interesting. I mean, all we have is a brief little trailer. I'm like, it better have sailing and ships. They claim they claim the trailer is in game footage and not pre rendered. Well, I don't know how I feel about that. Seems like some BS to me. I think bullshot is the term that was coined for that. And Ubisoft is real big on on some bullshotting. Oh, yeah. Like Watch Dogs? Oh, like the way Watch Dogs looks compared to how it looked when they showed it at E3 a few years back? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. haven't seen new footage of how it looks. Is it? That it's, to- it's, it's noticeably different. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's very much noticeably different. That's too bad. 
compared to how because it was gorgeous when they showed it off at ETH. like i remember seeing that and being like this is next gen like this mm-hmm. is it you know they're i mean and it's, it's not it's not bad looking now but it's right. definitely not to that level they're not releasing on on past generations it, like it's it's just ps4 or xbox no, no they, they, they are they are releasing it have you have That's you not why. seen have you not seen the previous gen versions of those games, Jeff? No. They look terrible. Okay, Eddie, keep talking. I'm going to find it for Jeff. So, yeah. so that's the thing. That is my immediate suspicion that, that what happened is that they, they leveled out the game because it's, it's releasing on so many platforms. If they were just doing next-gen development, then it wouldn't... You know, I mean, actually, like, technically, Titanfall was, was made to run on pretty old uh, PCs. Like, they, they've, yeah. they've optimized it so that it... it would actually run pretty well on not even like the newest stuff. So, well, and that's part of why it's thirty nine gigabytes, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. It's because there's yeah. so much uncompressed audio and and other stuff to help the game run well on older systems. Yeah. There's um gameplay of <laughs> Watch Dogs. What the fuck? Is, what the fuck is this? <laughs> okay, so I'm watching right- the Watch Dogs on like PS3, Xbox 360. And it just looks like blocky as shit i mean it looks like grand theft auto 4 oh god yeah, <laughs> like yeah it actually looks that. worse than grand theft auto 4 yeah also this is the trailer where they confirmed aisha tyler has an official in-game character so that's exciting but yeah it just it's looks like bad. it just looks like crap wow yeah. that's depressing yep. yep there you go now you know yep so other things last of us is headed to ps4 this year which is interesting yeah Man, um, those ladders and crates and pallets are going to look real good. <laughs> I, I mean, PS4. I still have never played it, so at this point, uh, maybe I'll wait until I have a PS4 to play it or something. It's worth a play. I really think so. I mean, so. I do want to play Mitch, it. Mitch is a little harder on it than I am. Anthony loves it more than I do. Well, so what I'm I was going to try middle. like to have get gotten The Last of Us from Redbox so I could just, because I know the campaign's short and I don't want to pay full price for it, but I, they're not stocking it anymore, so... Yeah, I'm going to try to get Metal Gear Solid from Redbox soon because um, it's only like two to three hours. So you can do it in one. Uh, Don't play that game night. in front of uh, your family, Eddie, because I hear it gets pretty well, raunchy no, that's at the, the thing. End. It's like I, I would have done it this week, but then, yeah, I read about – I mean, this is one thing that's putting me off the game. Apparently, like the, the end is like torture porn. Like it's just a woman in a bikini getting tortured. And I'm just like, okay. Don't. Explosive devices may or may not be being put places. Right. Yeah, and it's like, what is going? On? You know, what I mean, like, it's like, come on, Kojima. Um, but yeah, so that's putting me off a little bit. But I'm like, I might just rent it. You know, pay two bucks for a Redbox and play it for a night. You know, because um, that's all. You know, but yeah, I didn't want to play it in front of Jen's family. <laughs> that was for sure. Yeah, no bueno. <laughs> yeah. So other video game news. I guess the I, there's a couple little tiny things I still want to touch on besides uh, Mitch. But uh, or Henry Cavill, yeah. Uh, but that's not nothing tiny, tiny about that though. <laughs> uh, one or two other things before we get to the big news about Oculus Rift. Did you see this thing about how EA wants to give Star Wars games the Batman Arkham style treatment? No, that sounds awesome. Yeah, where they don't want to set any of the games inside the movies. Um, they want to do it the way Warner Brothers did with Batman, where they take the core roots of the IP and then like just make a great game out of the core roots that would be incredible who would they focus on would it be like a han solo game i mean i have no idea but yeah like they're they're, they're saying that that's how they're trying to look at the movies rather than replicating the storyline of any particular film that would uh, be so great i mean it's yeah. such a like it's such a fertile universe if you could just you know and and not feel the need to make a, a what were those terrible 
uh, Star Wars games, The Force Unleashed. I mean, I like, like the, the first one. The Pod Racer, yeah. you know. There, there are bad, bad ways to go, and there, there are good ways to go. I, I, talking about it in terms of Arkham Asylum is a is a good way to go. That's a good template. Yeah, definitely a good template. And so, I mean, I still want a, a Star Wars Battlefront like hard, like really hard. But, well, uh, good, good news because Dice is making one, and it'll mm-hmm. come out next year. Next year already? Yeah, Yay. pretty sure it's coming out in 2015. It's gonna be. It's just gonna be like Battlefield Four with like different skins. No, and yeah, totally. It's a love it. And more bugs. Yeah, I'll play it forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll, it'll be the Mitch game. Like it'll be the game to get end all personal. Until Battlefield Five comes out, at which right. point I'll switch over to that. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, speaking of other properties that like won't um, tie in, because um, you know we t- that one is not going to tie into specific movies. Telltale's Game of Thrones show is actually going to be concurrent with the show. Oh, really? Which is interesting. Yeah, it's actually going to take place during the timeline of the show and is not going to be a prequel. What? Which I'm like, I'm trying to figure out what that means. Because all of the Dunk, well, all of the Dunkin' yeah, Egg the, books are prequels. The Dunkin' Egg books are prequels, yeah. So they're going to come up with side stories that happen during the course of the game? Yeah, and it's and so I'm wondering, like, I mean, will it support what's going on, or is it just like a? I mean, because it, it could just be like The Walking Dead, where it really is just like a unique story, mm. completely from the separate characters that just takes place in the same world. So it could just be someone, you know, trying to live in this really. I mean, when you think about like Game of Thrones, is is just as brutal of a world as The Walking Dead, right? You know, and someone trying and there, to survive in it. And there's you know? actually a lot of room to tell side stories in there. You know, yeah. if you think about it, there really is. But yeah, so I mean, that's what George R. R. Martin keeps doing instead of writing the actual books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, but it's because one of the quotes that uh, Telltale CEO was was talking about, like he said, uh, every decision that King Joffrey makes impacts so many people. So any microcosm in that world is going to look at how people are affected by the decisions that are made that play out across like all the kingdoms, right? Kind of thing. That would be pretty that's awesome. Yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah. So, okay, final big news of the week is that the Oculus Rift, there's so many aspects to the story, it's ridiculous, but we'll just start with the basic, that the Oculus Rift um, was bought by Facebook for $2 billion. Which is um, wackadoodle, but yeah. It's an insane amount of money, especially considering that this thing was kickstarted. Um Right, they, how, they, however long ago. Yeah, what did they make, like a quarter of a million dollars on Kickstarter or something? Yeah, something like that. No, it was two and a, two and a half million, I think. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I think you got the two and the five right. I think that there are difference in decimal places. Uh, but I could be wrong about that. But yeah, so they were bought for $2 billion. Um, and this is just after the Oculus Rift was... It was it's been making... It kind of made a big splash at GDC. Mm-hmm. Uh, that but they haven't a lot actually of stuff. released a consumer product. Yeah, but there's going to be they were they were just talking about how they're going to release like dev kits for it really soon. Um so it's really interesting. I mean, and even Sony has is kind of announced like a VR project of sorts. So like, mm-hmm. you know, VR is is a thing that people are looking at and if Facebook is investing in it, um then I don't know, like I've always thought VR is a fad. I mean, well, just because Facebook is investing doesn't mean it yeah. won't be. But if you can't get more mainstream than Facebook, right? Well, well, people have thought VR was going to be a thing for as long as there's been cyberpunk. It's kind of like the flying cars, you know? Yeah. Like science fiction novels have been convinced that VR is going to be like a big fucking deal since the '80s, and and it's only just now that like maybe, like I I don't know. It's it's always been kind of laughable. 
uh, in in the real world that that yeah. you know like there's never been any like situation where that wasn't ridiculous. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, it, obviously, like Facebook Facebook sees a lot of potential in a lot of different areas, not just games. Which I know probably scares people because, you know, the people that were excited about Oculus Rift were excited about it because it was games. I would say that that is a little short-sighted of, yeah. you know, like, because honestly, VR is something that should not just be limited to, to one slice of, of uh, entertainment, you know? Yeah. Like, it, it would be silly for it to only be limited to games, so... It doesn't necessarily surprise me that like a a, a non gaming company bought them, um, and it'll yeah it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing. I mean I, I read an article that made a point that okay yeah so Facebook bought Instagram and they bought um, what is it WhatsApp and yeah that has literally not changed anything about either of those apps. Like, yeah. Instagram was bought what like two or three years ago now and it's it's you know I, I would say that has not been affected yeah quite a while yet. you know uh, not at all have. Like the only big change that happened with Instagram really over the last couple of years is that they have web profiles now. So you can actually like go on their website and see someone's photos, which should have been the case from the very beginning. But um, yeah, I mean, so I don't see how that like, I, I see them, this is sort of like a, a benign interest in the technology. Um, I know people get kind of creeped out by how Facebook wants to know like literally everything about you so that they yeah. can sell you advertisements. But I don't know. That doesn't necessarily mean that they can't be interested in other, you know, they aren't just interested in, in making money on, by ads. There have to be other ways to, you know, connect with people and make money. So. Yeah. And it sounds like they want to use some of that to like, they want to accelerate kind of what Oculus is planning to do kind of in a gaming space anyway. Right. Um, you know, it's interesting. I mean, the other interesting aspect of this is the whole Kickstarter backlash that's happened because mm-hmm. people have, funded this because they were excited that it was like an indie gaming whatever um but but now these same people are upset because they're like well i funded it i wouldn't have funded it if i like people there's a bunch of different aspects to it but some people feel like when they funded it they were making it more that like the funding was just like a ploy to like make it more lucrative to boost its value before an acquisition like this and i'm just like so many so many people have a really fundamental misunderstanding of kickstarter like that's you're not an investor no and and it's so absurd to it's so absurd to be mad at a company or any kind of public figure for not staying as indie as you want them to well you've never been offered two billion (laughs) dollars you know like can you imagine (laughs) it's so ridiculous to be mad at them for not staying indie it's just like okay they're they're a business you don't understand yeah. that this is this is how business works. Um, Tycho on uh, Penny Arcade wrote a, an interesting article about how he's turned down twelve million dollars before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing someone that wanted to buy Penny Arcade or something, um, but that he's turned down twelve million dollars before. He's like, but two billion is a number that's not even like comprehend. Like you know, what right. I mean, like you can't even comprehend that number. You know, indicating that yeah, who'd walk away from that? Right. <laughs> I don't know. So, so with the whole Kickstarter thing, like the people being mad and wanting their money back because they're not getting, I mean, it's like, so I guess there, there, there are two factions. There are the people that are just mad that they're connected with Facebook now. And so they're just being petty. And then there are the people who think that they deserve some kind of return on an investment that they didn't make. And or that they should have had a say that it wasn't going to. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing. 
Yeah. People again, people misunderstand how much power they are getting when they fund something on Kickstarter. And I think creators You're that, only entitled to the things that you're Right. Well, and <laughs> for that's your the thing. I, I feel like there are some yeah. there are some creators out there who have actually encouraged that kind of involvement to the detriment of the platform as a whole. Yeah. You know? Like there are some some projects out there that probably have let their their backers have that kind of influence on what they do, which I think is a bad thing. <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I, I think it, it should it should be like a clear delineation between, okay, we understand your fans, you're interested in this, you're going to get what we promise to deliver, and we'll we'll take some feedback, but we're not beholden to it. And it's just like I don't understand why people don't like why it it messes with people's heads so much to put their money up before something is is created instead of after. Like, yeah, you're, pre- you're pre-ordering to fund it. Like, if I give you $20 before you make something, how is that different than me giving you $20 after you've made something? Yeah. Like, I don't understand why there is such a big fucking difference at that <laughs> level. I could understand if you're like, I gave you a million dollars. Yes, but... I give you a million dollars, yeah, yeah, to, to, to help you do this. Right, you know, and, like, and that's... And we had an agreement about something. Yeah, yeah, you know? and, but it's, it's, that's not even how Kickstarter works, even at the high like backer levels like okay say i was crazy enough to back something for ten thousand dollars when i'm backing something for ten thousand dollars a large part of what i'm getting are backer rewards yeah. um you know probably some ridiculous swag maybe like meeting people i think on the Ver- veronica mars kickstarter one of the highest um tiers was getting like a, a walk-on role in the movie and maybe getting to go to like screenings and shit like that so you're getting you're getting this other value instead of a return on your investment. Yeah. And that's that, that that's the thing. Like you're not making an investment, you're buying things that you're getting. Like if you if you were making an investment, you wouldn't be getting those backer rewards. You would be getting the promise of a return. You'd be getting a say in the company. Right. A and, say in the yeah. company and a promise <laughs> of a return on your money. So you're like yep. saying, I'm gonna give you ten thousand dollars now and that means that I'm gonna also get some stock when you guys go public. And that's gonna grow my money later when you guys start making profit but when you're giving them that money up front you're not getting a bunch of fucking swag and and other stuff like you're not pre-ordering their shit so like it's i don't understand why that is big like so many people think of kickstarter that way that they think they should have the say that that an investor would have um i don't know i i also like just speaking of kickstarter stuff in general um kristen bell did an interview where she said that you know, they're really glad they're, that they were able to get the first movie funded through Kickstarter. But if it gets to the point where they think they can make a sequel, they're not going to do crowdfunding again because they feel like they've already asked so much for, from fans. They want to yeah. do it the traditional way again. And I feel like they have been pretty, pretty good as for one of the big Kickstarters, like big, very public Kickstarters of treating the fans very well. Um, giving a good return on the money. Like the only real fuck up they've had is that was the, it was the the way you downloaded it, right? Yeah, the Just digital, like the, the ultraviolet or whatever. Yeah, the fucking ultraviolet digital version, which is like the only cock up. Do they fix it. that? No, I mean that that was probably that was the studio said this is the way you're going to do it. Well, that the, yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Like it was probably something to do with the way the studio was handling it because yeah. that's the way all those movie studios roll is through that. You know what's really funny? You know who does a great job with digital stuff is Disney. Um, I bought Frozen on Blu-ray, and I decided to redeem the digital code just for once. And when you redeem a Disney movie, you can redeem it through any of the digital services. You can do oh, nice. iTunes, Amazon, Vudu, whatever the hell you want. 
so I chose it for, for Amazon. Like, how cool is that? That's very cool. Yeah. I mean, Disney is huge. And, it, and the, the fact that they're willing to be so open about it, like, I don't understand why other st- studios can't be cool about it like that. Like, why they have to be so ridiculous. But I never download the digital versions of things I oh, buy. And I really, I. Need, I really need to just because, like, eventually the, the Blu-ray will expired. be gone. And the codes I'm, expire, I'm but the, the disc yeah. will be gone, and I will not have the permanent version. Yeah, I'm, consi- I'm considering going through my collection and, and just redeeming them all in one one big batch. But Well, they expire pretty – it's like six months for some of them, no, right? No, well, they give them like maybe a year or two. I probably I have think, to I think almost all mine are expired probably. Yeah. I just never do it. I don't have the space for it. Yeah. <sighs> Well, cool. So, is there anything else to talk about with Oculus Rift and with all that stuff? I mean, Notch canceled the version of Minecraft that was supposed to be on Oculus, but he cancels games all the time, so I don't feel like that's news. Well, it's also, I also thought it was funny, like, of course they were working on a Minecraft version for that, because that's all they do is put out more versions of Minecraft for different platforms. Yeah, yeah. Also, that just seems kind of petty. I mean... Well, I mean, he has no outside investors. He can be as petty as he wants. Right. Apparently, he made $12 million in licensing alone for Minecraft last year. So if he wants to throw a tantrum every time something like this happens, he can probably do it for a while. I mean, he didn't want to work with Facebook, right? Like, that was his thing. Yeah. That was his thing, yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised so. since Minecraft is on literally every other platform, right? Yeah, like, why not Facebook? I know. He doesn't think, like, Microsoft is creepy yeah. to a degree. <laughs> All right, dudes. Well, I think that is it for our video game per cast. Um, you should rate and review the cast on iTunes, the Gamer Sushi Show. It's awesome. Um, rate and review Mitch for being a friend. Mm-hmm. Three point mm-hmm. five out of five stars. I'd give him. Yeah, that's uh, fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you want to follow me on follow gamer sushi me i'm the important one if you want to follow gamer sushi on twitter twitter.com slash gamer sushi if you want to follow me on twitter.com slash edgy rebus i am twitter.com slash and i am twitter.com slash anthony taylor underscore i mean um, twitter.com slash mi7ch and nick is twitter.com slash nick tomorrow and that is it for the podcast thanks for stopping by Man, we've got two Shipley's donuts in the other room, and I want to go eat them so bad. You should probably do that. Love me.